everybody recording. This is Sky Blue Radio News, sponsored by fsnews.eu. The developers at Fly Tampa have recently released their rendition of Lonus Capodistri's International Airport LGKR for Microsoft Flight Simulator. The scenery features all the basic stuff, such as custom animated vehicle traffic and animated passenger crowd, PBR materials, or custom sea vessels, with Al routes around Corfu Island. They have also brought to life the interior of the terminal. The features give the user even more significant immersion experience. The developers have modeled a full rendition of Corfu Island, thus the scenery does not cover the airport, but also Corfu's scenic cities and villages. For this story and other great news updates, visit skyblueradio.com. This is DJ Skip. We sound great at any altitude. All right. How are everybody doing tonight? It's JT here. Sky Blue Radio. We sound absolutely great at any altitude. It's a great night tonight, folks, because I have some good people with me from the Pilot Club. Let me introduce them here. If you guys have never heard of the Pilot Club, which would be really surprising, check them out. Pilotclub.org. That's their web address. And the organization's a a really nice one. And uh, you know what? Let, Let me introduce these guys and we'll just jump in here. Uh... I have uh, Serge here. That uh, he's the founder. He's the boss of the Pilot Club. Really cool. And then uh, Paul Allery. He's the flight operations and uh, team lead. And then uh, uh, my good friend Rich, who is the host of the Sky Blue Radio Thursday night fly-in. Say hello, boys. Hello. Hello. Hi. All right. Well, thank you for being here, guys. I really appreciate it. Pretty excited. Uh, you know, the last time. Uh, Serge, we were on together. We had a little technical thing, and wanted to apologize for that. But uh, here's to to new beginnings. Can you let's start off with um, tell us about the Pilot Club? Where where did the idea come from? Uh, start up and just just give me the give me the dirt. Oh, absolutely. Uh, well, first of all, thank you uh, so much for having us. It's always a great time to be on the program with you and. 
just wanted to say uh, we're all really big fans of Sky Blue Radio uh, at the Pilot Club. Obviously, we are partners, and um, you guys do so much for the flight sim community. So I uh, just wanted to plug that in up front, and uh, so thank you for, for having us. As far as the Pilot Club, you know, the idea was born from sort of a necessity, right? It was uh, one of the members on VATSIM Facebook uh, group was new to VATSIM and was looking for some help and was basically asking in the post, hey, can somebody help me? I'm having trouble with VATSIM. You know, and at that time, uh, I, I had many years on, on VATSIM. Uh, by no means I'm uh, any good at it, but... but um, uh, ah, come on. Had <laughs> some experience. Uh, so I, I responded and I said, hey, why don't you jump into... And at that time, I just had a, a, a personal Discord um, I said, jump in, and we'll do a flight together. That way you can repeat everything that I'm doing and, uh, you know, and, and do it that way. And, and this gentleman who is, by the way, sort of the original, the first member or the second member of the club, uh, Justin, he's in uh, Australia, uh, basically really enjoyed it. And, I, and, you know, I thought about this, and I thought, well, you know what? We can make this a, a community for, and not only for, for, for those who, need some help with VATSIM or uh, aircraft operation or you know, weather, aviation weather and those types of things, but just for people to get on, hang out, make friends, have a gr great time doing it, you know, uh, have a tight community of folks who are passionate about aviation, you know. Um, we, we've established from the very uh, beginning that our goal is going to be to engage in a meaningful and helpful discussion about flight sim topics and that, you know, to create that kind of learning environment. Now, we all, you know, cut up and, and make jokes and do all those wonderful social things that we do, but at the same time, the primary focus of the club is to fly, is to fly together. And we do, the, we do those types of things through our group flights, just like the one uh, you've mentioned, the Sky Blue Radio Fly-In Thursday that we put on every Thursday uh, at uh, 2359 Zulu, and, and Rich is the, the host of that flight. So that's our kind of primary focus, and that's how we started. And, you know, I'm, I'm absolutely humbled uh, to see where the club has, has come to now. We, we've been in existence for about a year and a half, and in a year and a half, we've gotten almost 1,800 members now. Wow. We have... I mean, it's it's the the growth has been tremendous, and I think we can we can really attribute that, and you can ask directly Paul and Rich, but we can attribute that to the wonderful staff at the Pilot Club. Those guys are dedicated. It's all volunteer. We have about twenty five people who are on staff in various capacity. We have the training team, we have the flight operations team, we have the developers who do magical things with Discord and bots and all this new age stuff that I have no idea about, um, and, and different teams, and they are the driving force behind, the, they're the leadership of the club, and they are the ones that really set the example, set the standard, and, and carry the club uh, forward. Now, the club itself is actually, I'd like to think, is run by the members, right? Um, we do listen to the members, their feedback, what they want to see, what they don't want to see, what kind of things... Uh, they would like to 
uh, see implemented in the club, and we we work on that so that their will is essentially reflected in our actions. So kind of a, um, a serving uh, type of situation there. We are obviously as staff shaping the the dynamic of the club, but it's based on the members. And that's why one of our early taglines was, you know, welcome to the pilot club, welcome to your club. Uh, and, and some of our early promos had that uh, because it is the club of our members. You know, people sometimes come up to me and say, well, this, you know, you're the owner, you're the founder. Uh, none of that matters. It is your club. It was made for the flight sim enthusiasts to thrive. And that's what they've been doing. How many members did you say you had? Like 18, 1,800 or something like that? Yeah, we have 1,800 uh, approximately. I mean, I have the, have the exact number. Uh, no, about it's 18- okay. The general is fine. Yeah, 1,800. <clears throat> and out of those, let me, let me bring this statistic in, which is interesting. So out of those, about 77, almost 80, are real-world pilots to include airline pilots, both uh, active and retired. Wow. Uh, we ha- we've had um, CFIs who are part of our training team. I mean, imagine getting into a flight sim hobby. And being trained, and, and we'll talk about the, the um, uh, you know, the pilot training in our flight school, but imagine getting into a flight sim hobby and coming into the pilot club and being trained by an actual CFI uh, following the real PPL curriculum, dumbed down a little bit, obviously, you don't, we don't, we're not, you know, FAA, so uh, those kinds of things, bringing that kind of realism into the into the uh, the club is just uh, amazing and also we do have about 120 vatsim atc controllers right so our big thing and i was going to kind of bring that back uh, eventually but our big thing is integration of the pilot community and the controllers community because you know if you i mean you've been on vatsim for a very long time and you've been at the roots of it and you've seen things change and shift with with you know different sims bringing different audiences in and currently with the flight simulator 2020 i think the consensus consensus is that it brought in a lot of new uh flight sim enthusiasts or maybe even flight sim kind of casual uh folks who may need some training and and things of of that nature and by integrating the pilot community with the atc community we can bring, you know, we can bring those uh, things together and, and have uh, the pilots understand what's happening behind with the ATC and how to talk to ATC and, uh, you know, why you're giving a reroute or why you were given a, um, a certain runway where you wanted a different runway. We have, like I said, about 100 and, 120 uh, VATSIM controllers who are members in the club from, from different Arctics. And they're they're able to provide those kinds of answers and feed and, you know insights and feedback uh, in a very casual, informal, friendly environment. So that's uh, but yeah, total total number of members now we're almost eighteen hundred. Wow. So we grow at a rate of about a hundred per month. Although we did have some spurts here and there and stuff like that. But uh, so yeah, and this is just the beginning. I mean, think about this: we've been in existence for only um, about a year and a half. So that's that pretty was impressive. A, a Congratulations! Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Again, I, the 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 kudos are to the staff, 
and to the members that that the staff is the driving force behind uh, everything we do in the club, you know, and my my thing was, you know, early on, I, I realized very quickly that obviously I'm not going to be able to do everything myself. And believe it or not, uh, I mean, I like to fly. I don't like to do admin things. Yep. You know, me both. <laughs> right. So I, you know, I, I, I wanted to put the right people in these positions and, and the, the, the guys who are here with us today certainly uh, are critical and key to the, to the smooth operations of the club. And, you know, uh, with group flights being kind of the main thing that we do, uh, matter of fact, uh, just for context, we, we flew your flight yesterday, right? The uh, Sky yep. Blue Radio flying Thursday. We had 25 people in voice chat. Uh, flying this that that flight that's solid number um but having those key people like paul and rich for for the as a, as a host of that flight is is critical to the success of what we do essentially for the flight sim community absolutely and since you bring them up why don't you why don't you introduce them to uh to the family yeah. out here Oh, absolutely. And I mean, it is my pleasure um, to introduce. Let's start with Paul. Um, Paul is our flight operations team lead. Essentially, he's the guy who I get to yell at if things go wrong with <laughs> with the flights. I'm, I'm joking, of course. Uh, we're, sure we're, we're you are. No, actually, you know what? It's funny. Uh, true story. Every morning about uh, 6.30 in the morning, I send Paul a DM and you know with some crazy idea that i have or something that we need to check for the upcoming flight and stuff like that and you know i catch him i catch him at a bad time you know uh, paul hasn't had his coffee yet and uh, it, it's kind of tough so we joke around uh, you know how you know how we start our day with some of these things but uh, true right and but, but paul's been critical and let me bring this element uh, into this as well paul has been critical in establishing a general aviation program in the club because um, for a few months after we started, obviously the focus was airliner flights, right? So A to B kind of airliner uh, routes, traditional, what you see mostly on the on the network, right? On VATSIM, it's, it's kind of airliner heavy. Now, what we realized also, and not just us, but other clubs like Virtual USA Flying Club, for example, is also a big advocate of the GA program. What we realized is, is we need to promote general aviation flying on the network a little bit more. Um, and how we realized, I mean, we thought about this, but Paul came in and he said, you know what, I'm going to put this program together. And actually, uh, maybe I can, we can pivot to him because I don't want to put words in his mouth. He can talk yeah. about it himself. Yeah, I had joined. Um, oh, hello everybody! Thanks for having me. So, um, I had joined VATSIM yeah, a few years ago, and I was a big X-Plane guy, and um, I had built a computer just for Microsoft Flight Simulator, and then I had found the Pilot Club on Facebook when I was looking for suggestions on groups that I can join. So I had joined them, and I realized, oh yeah, it was uh, basically all jet. And uh, ever since I was even a tiny baby, I've always been in planes. My dad had a plane his whole life. So going forward. I just really wanted to try to create a 
good general aviation program for the club. They already had something going. I think their first flight I had went on was a quick GA flight that another member had set up briefly. And it was a good flight. We flew down from, I think, Astoria and uh, flew down along the coast south into California. And it was a great time. And I think everybody really enjoyed it. And, of course, that was before Velocity. that just came out recently. And that was a big change for GA as well and for the VATSIM. But with the... GA program, I really wanted something that was enjoyable. Something that if I were to get in a plane and go out on a uh, trip, I would want to fly that route or see this area. So I started coming up with key interest points. And, um, you know, we had a flight to Hoover Dam, been to a lot of different places. Uh, and we have a bunch of different variations of the flights. I can get into that later if there's more time. But yeah, I just wanted a good, a strong, solid program for it. So I had brought on another guy. He helped me a little bit. And, uh, you know, the, the flight plans were good, but we needed to take it to the next notch. And thankfully enough, that's when we had run into Miguel. And Miguel is a in-real-life uh, CFI. And when we brought him aboard, he was able to really go through the flight plans and dig into them. And then we also brought aboard Mark. And Mark is great. He's been doing fantastic with the flight plans. He goes through them. Picks these great locations, goes in the detail, gets all the, I mean, you should check these flight plans out. They are the most incredible flight plans, even better than what you would get in real life if you were planning a trip. I mean, these things are down to a T. He includes all the realism aspects to it, what MOAs are active or inactive. I mean, there's everything's in it. And that's, again, what I wanted because now with the club growing and us being a uh, training organization for VATSIM, we really wanted, to, I want to really push the fact that, you know, GA is a really strong part of it. And of course, even for you to sign up for the um, training program, you know, you're starting off in 172. You can be starting off in a GA plane. I mean, hell, even in real life, if you wanted to fly, you know, for an airline company, well, you're going to be starting off in those things that have fans in the front of them. <laughs> so, you know, that's where everything starts is GA. So we really need to have a good, strong core GA program. And with Mark and Miguel and uh, those two guys in it right now, it is solid. They are running an amazing GA program, and I couldn't be happier with what they have going on. That's pretty cool. So. I'm, uh, I was never really a, a GA guy, you know. I've been on flight sim for <clears throat> a day or two, and every time I got on, it's always been, well, not always, but probably 90% of the time it's been heavy metal, triple sevens, type of stuff and that's just what i got into but recently um probably last couple of years i started doing more and more ga and especially with microsoft flight simulators out it's a lot more detailed and stuff which of course makes it ten thousand times better right the scenery and all that oh, stuff yeah. so i mean so yeah that's really for, cool oh yeah i was just gonna say especially even for um now you know Seeing, I have right now, I only have, fortunately, my student pilot. Uh, just before I took my solo cross country, some things happened with uh, the aircraft I was using. I know some years ago, and life happened with my child and everything. But, you know, I had always just felt that VATSIM, especially coming to Microsoft Flight Simulator and VATSIM, is just a, such a key part of uh, training as well. I was able to take so much of it away from 
seeing what I was doing in the sim and relating it to how I used to fly back in the day and what I was being trained on and learning and everything, it's just crazy to see how much VAT sim can actually help. And with the graphics of Microsoft Flight Simulator with GA, it's fantastic because even just flying a route that you have coming up for a solo cross country, or say if you want your private pilot and you wanted to take the family somewhere, you can able to fly that route first and visually all the landmarks are there. Okay, yeah, flight dynamics might not be there. We all know that. You know, all the sims have their issues. But just the fact that visually you can look down and see Lowe's or, you know, a Home Depot or, you know, that supermarket that's low. Yeah. That's just, it's, it's exactly. amazing. What, uh, what's your background, Polly? I mean, what, where, where were you before you got into, into flight sim, I guess? Well, aviation-wise, like I said, my dad had a, uh, a 59-172 straight tail his whole nice. life, basically. And uh, that's all I flew ever since I was a baby, all the way up until, yeah, I was probably about 15 years old. And uh, unfortunately, he ran into some problems I won't get involved with with the FAA. Long story, but nothing to his fault. Hey, are and, you the guy um, that landed on the taxiway? Oh, no, that was... Uh, no, <laughs> that no, was, unfortunately uh, not. But um, so he uh, unfortunately the plane had sat for about 10 years. And um, then just as I was kind of getting into, you know, college and my life was starting to get going, uh, I got interested in flying again. And, um, you know, growing up as a kid, too, down the airport, my dad's kind of a local legend. So and he's a ground instruction uh, instructor, had his, you know, all his ratings, everything else in between. And um I got a chance to fly in some of the coolest planes ever. Basically, any GA plane, not a jet or a turboprop, but anything else I've been in, it, aerobatic planes, everything. I've had a chance to fly in everything and fly it myself as well, you know, with somebody with me, of course. But uh, right. it's just been an amazing experience, and then I wanted to bring that experience into the pilot club. And, of course, like I said, with the plane going down and a few things happening with life, I wasn't able to continue it. So um, I'm using Microsoft Flight Simulator and VATSIM to continue it and keep my aviation knowledge growing. And that's where we are today with it. I'm just using it every day and these flight plans that I see coming up with the GA guys and the routes we fly. I've just learned so much that it's just incredible to me. The fact that I was able to solo and fly a plane. For myself, I have about 50 hours, around 48 hours of log time. Wow. And not much, but it's just knowing well, that I have that. Forty-eight time. hours is forty-eight hours, man. You know, it's better not having anything, right? True, but just knowing that I had that forty-eight hours under my belt, and then looking back on it, I know I would have been a much safer pilot if I had invested more time into the sim prior to me doing all my flight training. Yeah, well, it is what it is, right? And uh, I'm really glad that that you're with Pilot Club and stuff like that, and. Again, I'm really glad that you're here with us tonight. Uh, sir, do you want to introduce Mr. Mr. Rich? Rich? Absolutely. Uh, well, uh, let me just say this. We, in the pilot club, we, we are always looking for leaders. We're always looking for folks to step up to the plate and, and lead the club. And, you know, we have various posi positions available uh, on staff, uh, different uh, departments. And, <clears throat> excuse me, Rich was one of those folks that really came in strong, um, super, like, type A personality, knew his stuff, you know, was um, uh, helping uh, folks and just kind of being up front, right? So the, these are the type of, type of uh, folks we want, obviously, for, you know, our staff and to lead the club. 
And so, uh, Rich has been, Rich, how, how long you, you've, you've been with us? Um, it's gotta be about eight months now or so. About eight months. Yeah. I was going to say about a year. It seems like, yeah, about right. So, uh, <clears throat> but certainly, uh, you, you've, uh, you've taken over the fly in Thursday, sky blue radio co-op flight that we do. And, uh, yeah. hosting that is, uh, has been fantastic. I know. Um, initially, I think I kind of try to play a host, but you know, I'm not really a public speaker and, you know, I, I like to fly and, and have my beverage and not think about all these things that you now have to think about as far as the briefing, <laughs> you know, for the flight. But, uh, but I do appreciate you doing it. So long intro, but, uh, Rich has been instrumental, not just in the flying Thursday uh, group flights, but just in general in the club, you know, your presence is felt, uh, and that's what we need when we have staff interacting, you know, in Discord and answering questions and providing information and creating that environment that I talked about that is friendly and uh, learning and, you know, very supportive of the fellow flight simmers. Rich is one of the guys who provides that, so. Thank All you right, thanks, very much, Rich. Tell us about yourself there, sir. Well, I guess flight sim-wise, I started off, you know, basically it was the late 80s. It was flight sim 3.0, and my I can remember having to swap out the dozens of five-and-a-quarter-inch floppy disks on a CGA monitor. So that's where I got my start with that. So I don't know if that gives my age away or not, but that's pretty much where I started. And then I came up through all the other sims, flight sim 5, and then getting into, and then my uh, I, I kind of went away a little bit after FSX because I just didn't have the hardware to do it. And about that time is when I, you know, started to get into a family. So I re-entered the sim scene, I guess. Uh, just in the last year, I was able to build a, a computer to get back into it, and I started to try to get my head wrapped around what's changed, what scenery's like, what like, literally and figuratively. Uh, and I got turned on to the pilot club, just you know, looking around, like Polly said, with the uh, with uh, Facebook and Discord servers. That was something new to me, and. Uh, I started to get introduced to different things and some of the people like, hey, come check us out. They had like the, the charters and the virtual airlines. And for me, my career background starting off in the military was uh, in aviation as an avionics technician. Oh, hold on. Ho, ho, ho. Military? <laughs> what what branch of military were you in? Uh, I was Army. Okay. All right. I'll keep going. <laughs> no, no, I'm not going to go there yet. I think there were some Navy folks that uh, I'll, I'll let them, uh, I'll let that alone. Anyway, so starting off in the military, I started off as a uh, an avionics technician, and I pretty much stayed with that through my career, even getting out of the service, going to the college, getting out, um, and then starting with a helicopter manufacturer in the Northeast. And now, right now, I still, even now, work as a avionics tech in a Part 145 FAA repair station. In fact, two of the guys that I work with are listening now. Hi, Pat. Hi, Joe. And uh, these guys... Uh, between the real work and the sim, it's helped my career because what I can see when I test things as a technician is that I only get to try and see like, you know, a, a needle on a VOR work or an airspeed indicator move or something like that. So to see it all work together, it's like, oh, that's what the pilot sees. So when he reports a problem, it helps me analyze those problems. So the sim, not just from the pilot aspect, but as a maintainer and to be able to speak that same language as the pilot. So when he's trying to articulate a problem to me, I can understand what he's supposed to be seeing and what he's actually seeing. And that helps me uh, troubleshoot those kinds of issues in, in real life too. So it's, it's 
helpful as a pilot and i've learned all sorts of things especially with bat sim and procedures and you know the ifr and and being able to use sids and stars and all that was a whole new universe that i've just learned in the past year or so and it's really cool but the that's what i was just gonna say it's really cool isn't it yeah to see that to actually take that into the real life side and talk to the real pilots and then have that transfer over and help out real people doing real things too i think is, is has been really beneficial very cool. Well, I tell you what, we're really happy that you're putting together the Sky Blue Radio Thursday Pilot Club fly-ins. I had a really good time. I, I you know, I really It is my pleasure to do it. Yeah, man, you do a good job. Yesterday we were uh was at Redding, California, and there's some of the airports that you pick that um in the 20 plus years I've been online uh that I've never flown into, like Redding, California. That I've never never flown in there. So that's really cool. So thank you for that. Well, it's not just me. I mean, uh, I'm taking over from Paul. He set some of this up, but I'm getting into reaching out to the the, Arctic, the different Arctics and the, trying to arrange all the ATC controllers. So, for example, we just came out of Oakland, and uh, I think next week we're going into Arkansas, and then we're going back into uh, Minneapolis, and we're flying into Duluth, and then Colorado Springs, and then we're going into the Gulfport and Mobile. And I get in the, uh, August, I'm going to try and do uh, something in Savannah, and then we're trying to do the Northeast, and I'm trying to set something up in the Northeast, also, New York, if I can, I haven't gotten around to reaching out to him, but I'd like to set something up in the Poconos and PA. It's my stomping ground, so that'd be kind of cool, too. But I'm okay. looking back over the log, and we try to we try to fly into airports that aren't just your typical Class B, big, you know, big airports where you just draw in all the airliners and the biz jets. We also want to entertain the GA guys as well, so we try to have it 50-50 hybrid. We try to fly into a Class C or a Class D or have a couple of them, for example— uh, I think in the middle of July, we flew into Minneapolis, so we did Minneapolis-St. Paul for the big boys, but then we also had the option of flying into Flying Cloud for the biz jets, uh, Crystal Airport, St. Paul downtown, Anoka County. So we are able to fly into all these uh, different airports and also give other types of format players uh, a, a way to fly in and entertain them too. Nice. Let me uh, use this opportunity for a quick station ID here, guys. Hang on. At full throttle and still can't get it up. Well, then crank up the volume all the way and sit back. Tune your cockpit gums to 123.45. Let's Sky Blue Radio get you off the ground. It's JT and the Sky Blue Radio. It's half past the hour. We're sounding great at any altitude. We're uh, together with Paul, Serge, and Rich from the Pilot Club. Check them out, folks. Thepilotclub.org. I am having a blast with those guys. Real good time. Um, thanks again for being here, guys. Can I, I kind of want to talk about your guys' uh, flight school. You guys just recently opened that, and it's free to to TPC members and stuff like that. Uh, can you guys tell us about that, please? Yeah, I'll probably uh, start, and then the guys can chime in if they'd like. <clears throat> and and it, I think, in all fairness, probably would be best that uh, we do have a, a, a training coordinator in the club who takes care of this now. He's on leave uh this week and i don't know who authorized that but uh he should be here talking about the flight school but uh i'll say i'll say what i can when i can what, the things that i can talk about and anyways um just as a preamble for for the flight school what we found is that um we've had a lot of members who were casual simmers and while they knew some things about you know, basics of flight and, you know, aircraft operation and some concepts of 
how to talk to ATC, it was limited. So what we decided to do, and it took about eight months to do this, uh, to put this program together, is we decided to open a um, uh, flight school, which is our free uh, flight school program that provides formalized structured training courses such as PPL, instrument, CML, ATPL, for the flight sim specifically, right? And then on top of this, um, and this is in the VATSIM world, is called an ATO, an authorized training organization, right? It's it's uh, specifically tied to VATSIM because a lot of the topics that we cover obviously are about ATC and communication, but uh, VATSIM also wants to ensure that the pilots on the network flying these flights you know, are competent flight sim pilots. So they know how to operate the aircraft, they know how to communicate, they know how to plan their flights and everything that goes with that. So the TPC Flight School provides that for free. Uh, again, it's a program that has been in development for uh, eight months. Uh, we do have a uh, training team, uh, which is part of staff, is led by Elliot Jordan. He's our... Uh, um, training team coordinator and then that team has I want to say maybe a dozen or so instructors some of those are CFI some of those are um, commercial pilots with we have one gentleman who's um, uh, who's been with airlines for 30 years uh, lots of experience there we have some younger folks who are CFIs and and really uh, enjoy instructing both in the real world and the uh, TPC flight school. And uh, basically, uh, as of now, we are offering the PPL course. And and another thing I, I failed to mention, I probably should have said in the beginning, is that, and that's a big deal to some people, is that our flight school offers VATSIM P ratings. And if anybody's familiar with VATSIM and how that system works, is in your profile on VATSIM, you have a P rating, pilot rating. And it could be anything from a zero, which means no pilot rating or just regular uh, pilot, to P4. So it goes through P0, P1, P2, P3, P4. And basically P1 is your PPL. I think your P2 is instrument rating. Uh, P3 is CML. And then the, the last one, P4, is ATPL, right? Uh, so... Uh, currently, we are supporting the PPL rating, which is P1. That program has been uh, absolutely hot. Like, we have about 260 people enrolled in that program currently. Um, and then, uh, at, at the same time as we administer that program, we are working on the the other ones, like I've mentioned, the instrument ratings, the CML, ATPL, all that is in the works we wanted to roll out the PPL because, uh, like Paul said, it the GA stuff and all of that that goes with that. It's the it's the foundation to aviation. It's the foundation to flying. Um, the, the the concepts that you do in 172 are pretty much the same as you do in a 737 or 320 or what have you. Uh, the basics are the same. So we wanted to start with that. We've uh, put that program together. We've got the the approval from VATSIM, which was very 
uh, I don't want to say challenging. It was it was a uh, lengthy process because Vatsim wants to ensure that our flight school is in compliance with the policies that they have set forth, so that we're training the flight sim pilots uh, in a certain way, and so we're all in compliance uh, with that. And uh, you know, when you get down to it, if you think about it, it's a while it's a formalized structured training course, it starts with ground school, which you do on your own, right? So it's it's at your leisure, on your t your time, w w you, where you can use our course material uh, to really get the ground school down, get the concepts down about um, the basics of flying and aircraft operation and how to talk to ATC and some of those things. You get that down, and then it goes into kind of phase two, which is awesome, I think, is you flying with an instructor on a flight sim, right? So you have your flight sim. There's a, there's a cockpit sharing application that we utilize. All of this is administered in a special channels within the Discord. Um, and it's just like having a CFI sitting next to you flying. And you'll you'll hear me talk about kind of the parallels between the the real world and and the flight sim and i think if i drive one point for for the sort of more hardcore flight sim enthusiasts is the pilot club really tries to blur some of those lines between the real world and the flight sim or if you think about it a different way we try to bring a lot of the um realism from the real world into the virtual world let me get back to the to the flight school now um after after the student does, I think it's eight flights you have to do uh, in the PPL. So it's eight practice flights. And you practice essentially the concepts that you learned in the ground school, right? And if you guys, uh, those who have been through um, uh, in real life uh, flight school, know how the ground school works in, in accord or in parallel with your uh, lessons when you take the aircraft up and you practice the things that you learn uh, the concepts that you learn um, in the books work similar way with us. The only difference is, you know, you're, we're in the virtual world, but you have the, the CFI right there with you, uh, kind of driving those points home so that, you know, if you're doing slow flight, okay, how do I do coordinated and, you know, all that, those types of things, um, if, you know, figure eight, slow eights, whatever. Uh, or slow s's, whatever the whatever the terminology is, they they do all that during those flights um, with the instructor, and then oh, uh, and actually I I sort of skipped a uh, a step there after after the ground school, the student has to pass a written exam. So the written exam just ensures that you know you've gotten the ground school concepts down and you're you know them. And, you know, I don't want to dissuade anybody, you know, or scare anybody from, from enrolling. Uh, it is not really that difficult. It is not rocket science. It is not the real world PPL course with, I mean, we, we do use FAA-based questions, of course. Uh, it makes sense. But, you know, it's not as difficult as it is in the real world to get this <laughs> rating here. So please don't be, don't be scared. Um, however... After you go through the test flights with the, with the instructor, um, there comes a time to do the check ride, right? And that is the moment of, you know, the moment of truth. This is it. You, you do the check ride, and it's done in a similar way. 
And one, you know, as the training flights and the instructor will ask you to do certain things to demonstrate that you have solid knowledge of your aircraft and air, you know, uh, aviation principles and that you are able to uh, conduct a, a flight in a professional manner um, and that you know how to uh, communicate with ATC and that, you know, back to the basics, right? It's how to fly the aircraft, how to navigate and how to communicate, those three things. So you get tested on, on that in the check ride, and then you get your PPL for flight sim. You get your P nice. rating, right? Um, and I mean, Did they get a certificate folks, or anything like that? They get a certificate. They get a, a, a nice certificate I, um, that we, I mean, we, we have it. Um, and they can, they can actually, I mean, they can share that, uh, it, it's an achievement, right? It's, it's kind of like one of those things. Some folks, uh, are doing flight sim just to pass time or maybe just hang out. Nothing wrong with that. Perfectly fine. Um, and then there's those who are a little more serious about the flight simulation. Um, you know, they're not casual simmers. They're, they're more into it. They're into checklists. They're into... Uh, yeah. study level aircraft and, and enjoying the, 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 the maximum kind of uh, you know real world uh, things that are in, in the simulator um, and, and so, th so the flight school I mean the flight school is for both really for both groups those who are casual can now get a little bit higher level um, and, and learn about these things and you know it's funny because I will say this, and and it's absolutely it's it's the truth. I've heard from several members who are in our flight school and in the real world flight school that some of the things that they're doing in the flight school in the club in our club is actually helping them in the real world. And and I mean the, to to blur that kind of line between you know virtual and and reality. Um, I mean that that's saying something, you know. Um, and, and that just goes to tell you that uh, the the folks who developed this program, you know, the real world CFIs, of course, they're going to bring that realism into it. So uh, having our members, uh, uh, you know, their testimony to say that some of the things that they're getting from our flight school is actually helping them in the real world flight school that they're enrolled in, that's huge for us you know that tells us we're, we're doing something wrong or something right i'm sorry and um we're going to continue to do that and we're going to continue to develop those other uh classes as i've mentioned all the way through p4 uh, and it's been absolutely tremendous for the club to have this capability the flight school itself is more of a structured uh training um program that we have in the club but we also have more informal training opportunities we have discovery flights matter of fact we just had one uh on um wednesday uh, so we do have monthly discovery flights where folks who are new to flight sim and or vat sim can come in and do these discovery flights with atc with a host who's gonna sort of hold their hand and you know, the controllers are nice. They're not going to chew you out if you do something wrong. They understand this has been organized just for this event in particular. But it, it builds your confidence. As you come in into the flight sim hobby, and maybe you're new to VAT sim, 
like when I was back on FSX, uh, early on on FSX days, I did some of the in-sim ATC. Oh, my God, never again, right? Once you once you get a taste of VATSIM. But, uh, you know, there was a point where I had my first flight on VATSIM, and it was nerve-wracking, and it was just absolutely horrible, and everything that could go could, could go go wrong went wrong and we all been there right well these discovery flights that we put on once a month here's a it's a perfect example for folks to just get in it's a supportive environment no judgment um and and shake off that that you know kind of um first flight blues and bam you got it now you can build on that and you can go and you know join the flight school if you want or uh just continue with our group flights uh, I also would like to say that, uh, just to mention to your listeners, that um, the Pilot Club supports VATSIM's First wing pro- Wings program. And the First Wings program is a uh, program designed by VATSIM for, uh, again, folks who are new to VATSIM. Okay, and it's similar to our discovery flights. Uh, the, only, the only difference is the discovery flight is, is conducted within the club, with you know club members and the, the hosts and everybody all your friends that you know uh the vatsim first wings program is something we support and promote however we we don't host it in particular we just uh we just kind of support that program so uh, but it's a good experience you know uh for folks to to do that so um in a nutshell i think that those are the training opportunities for the pilot club members in the club for those who want it nothing's mandatory nothing's paid everything's free for for members uh for those who want the uh, learning and want to take advantage of it it's available those who just want some informal uh learning sure we have a training channel where they can ask questions and folks will help out just hey oh how do i do this in aircraft or what does this mean on a uh, terminal chart or you know what whatever the question may be it's there and the flexibility that that the club offers, I think, is one of the attractions uh, for people. We don't force anything on anybody. We want to create an environment where those who want to learn have the opportunity to do so. Those who want to just fly and and be dandy with that is fine. We do have a certain uh, level that we that we kind of expect, right? Uh, we do have an an SOP, which is the standard operating procedures. Uh, for the club, which is posted on our Discord and our website. And we talk about some of the basic things that, you know, you should know as a TPC pilot, you know, how to operate your uh, aircraft, how to communicate, a certain certain kind of basic knowledge of of things, right? We want to maintain certain level of professionalism on the network. Um, So we do, do have some of those requirements. But again, if somebody's not meeting those, we have a solution in place for you. Bam! You can you can get your learn on, get your P rating, um, or uh, just informal training. It's all there. That's awesome. We're talking with uh, Serge, Polly, and Rich from the Pilot Club. Check them out, folks. Pilotclub.org. It's an incredible organization, and we obviously have a lot to talk about tonight. Uh, Paulie, why don't you tell us about your favorite aircraft to fly online and why? Oh, wow. Tell us why, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, no, um, yeah, that's great. Um, Right now, currently, it is the Milviz Cessna 310. Uh, The flight dynamics uh, 
everything about it. It handles great. The features it has with the failures that are set up and, you know, a lot of the failures too. Uh, yeah, they, they, basically they make it very realistic, the aircraft. And um, I, I just couldn't be happier with it. Uh, I used to fly a few. The Cessna uh, 414, that's getting there. Uh, those guys are doing a great job with it. Um, can't see wait, well, can't wait to see how that comes out when the beta is done. I highly recommend that one as well. Other than that, I mean, there are a few good ones. Uh, that Milviz uh, Pilatus uh, Porter, I used to fly that a lot. That was great. But, you know, like I said, few here and there. But, man, you all have to try the Milviz Cessna 310. It flies amazing, and it has everything you need. And I'm a big fan of the GTN 750. And with the mods that you can get, you can get the dual split uh full-size gtn 750s and it's just such a great instrument to use the g1000 seems to be the dominant instrument in most of the ga aircraft and for me in real life i haven't used one but i'm sure it is extremely nice to use but in the sim it's not as user friendly with needing to use the mouse and an x-plane when i would use it i would have um quick little setups with buttons and keys to kind of switch through the knobs quicker but the gtn 750 i mean it's right there uh it everything you can click on it easy just a great piece of equipment so milvis has the 310 definitely what about airliner do you fly airliners do you like oh that no stuff? i don't fly airliners no 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 i stay far <laughs> far are you scared far or something or what? Scared about having the people behind him yeah yeah i know <laughs> you know and it's funny you say that too i have um i think it's the phenom uh i do fly because i honestly as crazy as it sounds i do kind of like to stay realistic and even years ago i've always had it in my head you know what i'm never gonna fly that so if I'm never going to fly that in real life or probably even sit in it in real life, what's the point? Uh, that's the way I've always looked at it. And, of course, don't take for what I'm saying. I know everybody loves to fly it, and this is the opportunity to fly something that you might have in a dream. Um, but, you know, I just kind of feel like that it's just – it's. I just want to fly something that I know that in real life I could potentially own. You know, I could own a 310. You know, especially I know twin engines, they're high maintenance and everything else. And, you know, they don't go for that much money as what a 172 and 182s are going for in the market right now. Um, but, you know, getting something, like I said, flying the aircraft that I know I could potentially fly in real life is what brings me a lot of joy. And even that Phenom 300, as I was mentioning, the only reason why I fly that, though I'll probably never be a millionaire, I just figure having the Phenom, um, it's a, in real life, you can get rated to be single pilot in it. So, again, I kind of try to keep that realism going, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. Let's do a quick station ID here on MT. So important with all. Danny, where is she? That's mine. Thirty minutes before ship re-expansion. Oh, just enough time to obliterate all those little potential usurpers. Engine status nominal. Fuel supply full. Air supply. Very well. Through the lips, over the gums, look out, testicles. Here I come. You're listening to JT on Sky Blue Radio. Thank you. 50 past the hour, JT. Sky Blue Radio sounds great at any altitude. We're talking with Rich Serge and Paul from the Pilot Club. Check them out, pilotclub.org. Now, if you guys want to, uh, if you have any questions about Pilot Club or anything like that besides going to their website, you can certainly join the Discord channel, skyblueradio.com, and throw it in the on-air DJ chat. These guys would love to answer any questions you guys might have about you know, their future or where they came from or 
or anything like that. So that'd be really cool. So, uh, Polly, tell me about, or uh, sorry, Rich, tell me about your favorite aircraft. Oh, wow. So I'd have to say coming up through the ranks, you know, everybody started off with the GA, the Cessna, the 172, and, and pretty much everybody took off from Mike's field, made a left turn and tried to crash into the uh, Sears Tower. I think it was pretty much universal. <laughs> but I uh, I think my thing was growing up, uh, coming through was always with the Bombardier Learjet, right? The Lear 45. And that. Had oh, infinity. yeah. Yeah. So for me, the affinity for that was the autopilot because that's what really was like, oh, wow, I can like I can go check out the world around me while engaging this autopilot. And I think that's probably one of the things that influenced me into going into like avionics and radios and things like that. Mm. So now uh, that we've progressed beyond you know that type of level, I, uh, I think the Cessna Citation Longitude is probably my favorite because the, I like the Garmin universe. I like the Garmin sort of thing. A lot of people say like, oh, it's, it's just like flying a video game and blah, blah, blah. But in real life, you look at guys like Citation Max who bridged the gap between like flying in real life and oh, yeah. YouTube and Sim. Yeah. So these guys are like bringing things like that to life. And um, when you do it in the game, and I'm sorry, in the Sim, um, especially with the technology that you have available now, you can like simulate home cockpit to such a, an accurate degree that it almost seems like you're really there and seeing it in real life compared to the sim and then seeing it on like YouTube, that, that's like, it's, it's like the whole spectrum of being able to be inundated by it. And it's like a really cool um, being saturated. So I really enjoy the citation longitude. I enjoy the G5000 um, and I like the touchscreen, even though it's got some some kinks and things to work out. But in real life, a lot of these situations do as well. Just even like, for example, the uh, the helicopters we work on, they have all kinds of issues, especially the one manufacturer that we work on. They are <laughs> they can be uh, they can be problematic at best. So to see that transfer over into the sim sort of brings a little bit of realism to it as well. Tell us about your background rich well like i alluded to earlier i uh started off in the military uh career wise and that was uh six years in the army uh, oh that's that, right yep six years uh in the, in the yeah uh, six years <laughs> <laughs> in the guard uh and the whole time was doing avionics work uh and that's something that i've always found fascinating just the electronics in general um, and uh, radios, transmissions, things like that. It, it, even through the military, being able to get my uh, FCC and G-Roll license, uh, and that translated into being able to go to uh, different schools in the military. Yeah, pretty well. cool, isn't it? Yeah, and that's what translates into with you guys, is that you have this broadcast capability, right? So when you're a pilot, you have to kind of understand not – as fundamentally as say a technician but you still have to be able to understand the interference levels you have to be understand what you're doing with a radio how it transmits you have a receiver you have a transmitter and then when you get into like other types of pilots like um, for example law enforcement search and rescue and these guys you know they're they're operating in different bands uhf vhf and they have to be able to know who they're talking to how they're talking to it and there's so many advanced technologies that are available now things like uh p25 trunking uh vuhf and these guys, the pilots, it, it almost seems like they have to be half technician and half pilot in order to even be able to talk to each other. And that translates into being able to save people's lives. So that's a pretty cool thing is that when you take things like radio, like you guys do, an old technology, I'm not old, but you know what I'm saying, like a broadcast thing where you just have a, 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 a modulated frequency broadcast out into the ether, and then you bring digital to it, and then you couple that with the knowledge of aviation. 
and things like uh, technology and all of the the uh, capability it brings, now you're actually being able to bring uh, a dad home. You're able to rescue somebody's son. And it's this, this being able to, to string all these different streams of technology together is just really, really fundamentally cool to me. And that's what really brought me into the avionics, radios, aviation, and, and bridging all that together. Do you do ham radio or, you know, GMRS or anything like that, just out of curiosity? I do not, but I think Surge was into that at one point. Yeah, that's right. How about it, Surge? What do you what do you into? Yeah, I've, well, you know, it's interesting too. Um, I was also in the military, and um, oh, <laughs> what branch you know, were Army, you in? Army is the best branch of the military. See, just, there you uh, go, plus that. one zero. <laughs> you know, it's funny because we do have several uh, Navy folks in the club, and and we have a couple Air Force guys, and it, it's always a friendly. Kind of rivalry, rivalry between the between the services, but we had the same while while we were in, you know serving. So all good. But uh, going back to the to the uh, ham uh, radio stuff, um, you know, in the military, communication is key, right? It's shoot, move, communicate. And it's interesting how they got those three things. Just like in the aviation, they got you know what is it? Fly, aviate, navigate, navigate, communicate, communicate. But you see, communication is. Um, is key and uh so i've gotten you know i i served in uh, half my career was in military intel and half was in uh signal which is uh, communications and stuff and went down range uh to afghanistan where i don't know if you guys know about you know operation red wing was my time and with like the the comms situation i mean really kind of uh puts things in perspective how important communications are uh in these kinds of operations. Well, anyways, fast forward to I got out of the military in 2006. I went to college to finish my degree, do some other things, and I said, you know what? Let me let me get into this uh, ham world. I mean, this is pretty cool. You can talk to people many, many, many thousand, like hundreds of miles, uh, hundred miles away, and so I got my license. I mean, you got to do the test, and it's pretty pretty extensive. I got my technician's license. Uh, didn't go for the the next level. No need. Uh, the the bands that I'm on, uh, I'm perfectly fine with. And uh, interesting community. Um, you know, with with the hams. I mean, you're you're able to connect to people um, in, in various places. Similarly to the the flight sim community, where where you're able to connect to people across across the world i mean we have in, in the pilot club people like i said people from uh the other side of the planet you know and we all get together and fly these flights together on vatsim it's like it's like amazing you know i'm like a kid in the candy store when we're talking about this stuff but um so yeah the the ham stuff uh i've gotten into probably i don't know a few years ago uh certainly before the pandemic and um, once I've gotten more into developing the club and, and running the club, I really don't have a lot of time for, for ham. Now, when I do, when I go and do my backpacking trips, which is kind of a hobby of mine, I do backpacking the Appalachian trail and some of the other trails we go, uh, you know, with pretty much everything that you hey, need. Hey, Serge, do you bring those raccoons with you, too, on the Appalachian <laughs> Trail? Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> we're not going to talk about those. 
Um, well, which, you know, they, uh, that's a good question. J- JT's going for what are they talking about? Yeah, no, my uh, raccoon army uh, is a, a separate issue that uh, we're <laughs> probably we shouldn't talk about. No, no, Let, let's uh-oh, talk about uh-oh, it. Uh-oh, open a can of worms. <laughs> no, I just had some, I have some raccoons around, not inside the house, but, you know, outside the house. I'm a nature guy. I like nature. I like animals. Um, so they just come around and, and bug me about things about food or, or whatever but back to the back to the appalachian trail um what kind of so, food do you feed them <laughs> well we we have a cat at home so we got some cat food so sometimes i give them a little bit of a uh, cat food i, I know people are going to judge me on this uh, you're not supposed to feed the, the the wildlife but um rich i hate you for this uh we, we don't need we don't need to talk about this but uh well we could talk about your cell phone charge if you'd like Okay, yeah. that, that, that's, another, that's another one. Um, but yeah, communication uh, for these trips that I do as my, as my hobby, which is, which is like, uh, or my other hobby is, is backpacking and stuff like that. Communication sometimes is critical, especially if you're in certain areas where, um, you know, there's no cell phone reception. You may have a personal tracker or a satellite phone. But uh, a ham radio works really well in those types of situations. And if you're, and if you look at like uh, search and rescue uh, organizations, I mean, a lot of them tap into that kind of uh, infrastructure and stuff like that. And I know um, during natural disasters, uh, I know the government really does rely in certain instances on the ham operators to help with communications in, in some of these areas uh, because their regular infrastructure um cannot support the demand so then they go to the ham guys to to help out but yeah i, I mean i've gotten into that but like i said nowadays uh, jt is just there's uh, not enough hours in the day as you know uh to be able to do all the club stuff and then i still try to fly all the group flights or majority of them i know paul's gonna say well you never fly ga um yeah, I'm I'm less comfortable with GA stuff than I am with with the uh, airliners. Be- yeah, me because too. Because of automation, right? Like, I mean, you fly a, a seven thirty seven or a triple seven, um, and it's complex aircraft. Don't get me wrong, right? But but the automation, as long as you know how to use the automation, helps tremendously. Guys, can I remind you? We're flying these aircraft that are designed to be flown by two pilots, right? So here we are flying these aircraft, and we're communicating with ATC. We're expected to execute the commands and stay ahead of the aircraft and all those types of things. To me, that's kind of a, like it's exciting. It's mind-boggling in a way where you're doing the, the job of two pilots. There's a reason why there are two pilots in, in those aircraft. you know. And I know that's why Paul likes to fly single engine Cessnas, you know, and uh or maybe or okay, maybe a twin Cessna. Um <laughs> you know, as far as realism is is one person operation. And you know, um our dear friend Tim, who is the uh, corporate pilot dad who has his a great uh, YouTube channel, he flies Citation. I think he flew maybe CJ4 in the past. I know he flies XLS aircraft that's certified to fly single single pilot uh operation. You know, it's still a jet, a jet. It's a small jet, but you're able to do it by yourself. Now, these 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 bigger aircraft that uh, you know, the airliners and stuff like that, we we have to 
Um, we have to do the job of two people, you know, by by ourselves. Uh, and I'm not even sure where I'm going with all this. I already forgot where what the topic was, but um, I, I, I just want to say I'm excited. About, I'm excited about the flight sim um, because this is a this is an exciting time with the technology that we have now. Um, if you some if somebody disagrees, please tell me. But it's pretty amazing. I think that the the, the advances that we've seen um, and. I'm just excited to be here. I'm excited to be <laughs> part of this. <laughs> I'm excited to be part of this community. Uh, you know, um, but I forgot what we were talking about. I'm, I apologize. That, that's uh, okay. Let, let's go do a station ID in the news. It's the top of the hour. Sky Blue Radio sounding great at any altitude. I love it. It's the best station ever. 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 The best damn station on the planet. Well, of course, it's Sky Blue Radio. Sounding great. Yeah. Hi, dude. This is Sky Blue Radio News, sponsored by FSNews.eu. The developers at Fly Tampa have recently released their rendition of Lonus Capodistri's International Airport LGKR for Microsoft Flight Simulator. The scenery features all the basic stuff, such as custom animated vehicle traffic and animated passenger crowd, PBR materials, or custom sea vessels, with Al routes around Corfu Island. They have also brought to life the interior of the terminal. The features give the user even more significant immersion experience. The developers have modeled a full rendition of Corfu Island, thus the scenery does not cover the airport, but also Corfu's scenic cities and villages. For this story and other great news updates, visit skyblueradio.com. This is DJ Skip. We sound great at any altitude. Thank you, Skip. Certainly appreciate that. Skip will be coming up after the JT show here in just about oh, an hour or so. Rich, uh, you want to tell us about what other things you have going on during the week besides the three Thursday uh, Sky Blue Radio flyings? Absolutely. So our big bread and butter event every week, and I'll lead off with this first because it's our it's our fun one. It's the Sunday Fun Day event, and uh, Andrew usually puts this one on. He uh, coordinates it with ATC, and that's usually our biggest turnout. And that's with a prescribed uh, route, and you can get that on our Discord server, and we have also the link to our Discord server, and that's also on the Pilot Club org. I also want to put it out. It's not tpc.org. It's it is all spelled out thepilotclub.org. So if you go there. Uh, you can sign on, get into a crew member. Uh, so you can create a free account. Uh, go into the crew members page, go into dispatch, and it'll have all of our events that are lined out for the week. And we usually try to keep at least a week out uh, on the Discord server, and you can go even further than that on the website. So for this week, we have Sunday Fun Days going on. In fact, you know, I should probably have it up in front of me instead of just uh, rambling. But Sunday Fun Day is one of our main events. And then usually we have Monday is open. Uh, Tuesday is the GA Tuesday, and that's when Serge was talking about Miguel and Mark do a wonderful job putting on a uh, an exceptional flight plan, especially for guys that are trying to get familiar with VFR operations, sectionals, Class D, Class C, and, and what kind of operations you have to do and getting familiar with using the radio. So those guys do a phenomenal job with that. Uh, and Paulie even talked about that. They've taken that over, and that's become – it's starting to become one of the highlight of our, uh, highlights of our week. So especially for the guys that don't want to get into the biz jets and don't want to get into the airliners, 
And then uh, Wednesdays typically open, but sometimes we'll have uh, staff nights, we'll have trivia nights, we'll have giveaways. And when you're in the Discord server, that's usually when we're just goofing around, we're making fun of Serge's raccoons, or we're you know making fun of how he doesn't charge his cell phone and things like that. So Wednesdays are kind of like an open night, and then Thursday is uh, the day that I stress over. That's the one that we're uh, flying Thursdays, and that's when we team up with you guys, because you guys sound great at any altitude. Yeah. Uh, so I have you guys on while I'm flying. Of course, you're hired. Thousand feet. <laughs> Thanks. I'll have to let my uh, I'll have to put in my, uh, my two weeks notice at work, which some of those guys at work are listening right now. So that, that might be awesome. Awkward. Um, so flying Thursdays are uh, starting to become one of our most um, trending, growing events because we have not only the people that indicate interest in our Discord, but we wind up attracting quite a few uh, other people as well. Because not just because you guys. Uh, advertise it on your page but it's also an event that's advertised on the bat usa calendar so we get a lot of exposure to that and i really enjoy hosting those because as i get more familiar with the artics and the uh the, the event coordinators it's really cool to get into the avsim community and talk to people that are also really passionate about it because i get to get these guys that are like hey there's this other classy airport that i've never heard of because I'm from the Northeast. So I'm like, okay, if I want to go to Indiana, where am I going to go? I go on Sky Vector, I zoom out, and I'm like, okay, something in Indiana that's a class C. Like, yeah. oh, wait, there's this, there's this airport that has like this really cool runway and this really cool visual approach up a river. And then within the same tray con, they had this other class D that, you know, the GA guys. I'm like, all right, sign me up, man. So then we can communicate to you guys, make a banner, and off we go. So Flying Thursdays are really cool with the format because you can start at any time. It helps for me because... Once I put the kids down for bed, I have from eight o'clock onwards, I can, you know, I can do my briefing and then, you know, once the kids are down, it doesn't matter. So like the general, the GA Tuesdays, it's a little hard for me a little earlier in the evening because it takes a lot, a lot more involvement in talking with the people on the ground. But for the flying Thursdays, I can, you basically take off at your discretion. So I've had to take off a little later, a little earlier. It's, it's not, it's fine. Yeah. I've the done briefing, the same thing. Exactly. And, it, and it's helpful for some of the people that are balancing real life with, you know, uh, their, their enthusiasm or the enthusiasm for the, the flight sim community. And then Friday nights, when we're not on Sky Blue Radio's awesome, awesome uh, interview, we yeah. can uh, do You're Friday hired. night operations. That's for sure. <laughs> so uh, Friday night ops, we usually try to fall in with uh, Friday night ops going on, whatever's on the Vat USA calendar. And Ethan, our, one of the other members on our staff, he usually takes care of that. And uh, that's, once again, it's usually a prescribed route. And this evening, since Vat USA is doing the, uh, I believe it is the Great Lakes. So I think they're flying tonight from the, the from Midway Chicago to Syracuse, I believe is the route tonight. But there's other things going on, and it's always fun because you can join in early, late, whatever. It doesn't matter. And you can still, you know, hop on with somebody because it's a VAT USA event that we participate in. And there's generally you know, three or four, several uh, ARTCs that are that are participating in those. Um, and then that's for Friday Night Ops. And then Saturday is usually pretty much anybody, anything you can scrape together. We used to have, uh, that's also the day for a world tour. Um, I think that's like every two or three weeks. I'm not sure the schedule exactly for that. But once again, you can always find that on our um, on the dispatch page on our website. You can also find it in the events page in our Discord channel. And I invite everybody to come on here. And if you do, I have to put this is the most important thing. If you take anything from this interview all over the world, we're reaching out everywhere. Whenever you come into the arrivals page, mention that Pilot Club 7 Romeo Papa TPC 7RP sent you. Because then I 
get the 1,000 experience points bonus and uh, that I can get back on top of the leaderboard. Well, you know, if let's just say that happens. Okay, it probably won't, but let's just say it does happen. What uh, what does everybody else get? I mean, do I get a, a cut of that or something like that? Do I get experience points? Well, I would be happy to give a shout-out to anybody that gives me a shout-out, and I will try to welcome, help welcome everybody <laughs> from the arrival stage. We've got a lot of guys that, like, you know, they make it their job to try to come in, and, and it's a friendly competition, and there yeah. are certain perks that you get for being uh, uh, for having leaderboard roles. Like, we, we try to make... Uh, we try to uh, help out with like discounts or there's partnerships that we can get into. So there is a perks role, but getting on the leadership board, it's friendly competition. They're like, it's like, uh, what's the, um, the TV show with Drew Carey and the comedy. It's whose line is it anyway? Oh, oh the I points love mean that. Nothing and the, yeah, it's like when the points mean nothing and like you get a million points and it doesn't actually do it. It's the same kind of thing. Yeah. But, yeah. But for us, they do mean something sometimes. Well, what did, what did sort of jump in? Sure. So, what, well, I was I was telling JT here that for the entire audience that's listening right now, they should all join the pilotclub.org. They should come to our server, and once they make the arrivals page, they should let them know that TPC Seven Romeo Papa Rich uh, sent them, <laughs> and that I get the referral points for it. Right? That'll help yeah, me but, get back on the leaderboard. Yeah. But did you? But did you say? Did you tell them what what the, what those points translate to as far as? Uh, like the giveaways aspect of it. It's actual... Yes, there are certain giveaways yeah. that are only available it's... to people that have leaderboard roles. So there are different tiers that we have in the pilot club. There's like a commuter, frequent flyer, and VIP. And I'll tell you, to make VIP, it takes a lot. Because as the higher you get, the algorithm gets higher and higher. It's, you have to get more and more and more uh, of these points, these worthless points. It takes points. about a year. Yeah, it, it, yeah. Unless you're like spamming, or or unless you're like really, really involved, or, um, yeah, or unless you can get a bonus from all the listeners out there. Hint, hint. So, when we're tr we're trying to do is the, those those <laughs> perks, and that gives an incentive to people to actually engage in the club. So, I mean, the kidding aside, you know, I'm hamming it up a little bit, but what what it really amounts to is it it gives an incentive for people to engage meaningfully. And help out other people because it's like you can send messages all day long. You can post your screenshots, and there's some really cool screenshots, and there's some really cool content creators. We we emphasize some of the streamers that are out there. We've got some ATC controllers and pilots that like make some really cool streams and videos out there. And to include Polly, our own Polly, it's on the on the thing right now. He does every week. He does the uh, TPC hangar video, and we have some promo vids. And these are the kinds of things that we try to engage with the community and the leaderboard roles try to help do that. So we have a perks channel where you can get some of these uh, extra little discounts. You can get, um, I don't know. What are the, some of the other things you can get there, Serge? Well, for, uh, for the perks, we actually implemented uh, the, this new feature in the club called company perks. And uh, what I've been doing behind the scenes while everybody's having a good time flying uh, is I've been communicating uh, with various companies and vendors in the flight sim community to bring some of the discounts uh, to the club members, right? So we, we, uh, we think of the club as value added. So what value can people get out of being in the club besides the social aspect and the flying aspect uh, in the flight sim is, you know, we've partnered up with uh, several companies that we are rolling out to provide discounts uh, for for folks for um, 
certainly for those leadership roles that Rich was talking about, uh, folks with those roles get access to, uh, or will get, it's, it's in the works, will get access to certain things that only they are able to get access to, uh, like uh, certain percentage discounts uh, to tangible products, right? Scenery, um, uh, flight sim gear, any of those types of things. And uh, being able to provide those discounts, uh, we, we, we really kind of trying to take the club to the next level with those types of things so that you're, when you're coming to the pilot club, you're family. We're going to take care of you. We're going to do the things that uh, will help you out. Uh, we've, we've had various giveaways, including the um, uh, Thrustmaster um, side stick and throttle uh, package. We've had uh, gift cards that we, we gave away. We've had uh, scenery that we gave away. Uh, I'm trying to remember what other uh, cool things people can get, but uh, a lot of it is based on the on the points, right? And that encourages people to to fly together. We have an algorithm in place, and let me plug the development team right now. That's led by Eric, uh, who's been relentless and working hard 24/7, pretty much, to to make sure all those things are working in, in accord in in the club. Um, uh, where, you know, we, we have those, uh, we have those, um, special features and special things and, and the, and the people who are active in the club get rewarded with that, right? So if you're flying group flights, there's an algorithm that calculates, um, the points for you for, for flying. Uh, uh, if you're interacting in the, um, discord channel, right? You're, you're talking about flight sim stuff. We have off topic channel. If you're, if you're, if you don't want to talk about flight sim stuff, people can go and chat there. Uh, if you are in voice chat um, in Discord, uh, there's an algorithm that calculates and, and uh, adds points to your profile. All of that leads to essentially the leaderboard and, and those company perks that I've talked about and partner discounts that I've talked about as well. So, uh, And we, co we continuously innovate um, you know, with the staff, we have uh, in our staff meetings, we brainstorm different ideas. How can we make this community even more engaging? How can we make it worthwhile for people to be here? Uh, you know, and let's keep in mind, all of this is done based on, I mean, we're, an, we're a not-for-profit organization. We, we don't make money out of this. We are doing this because we are passionate about aviation. We are passionate about bringing... Um, a premier flight sim community uh, for, forward so that people can have a place um, to do these things and feel comfortable and feel safe and don't feel, uh, you know, they wouldn't feel um, judged or anything like that. Again, you know, we welcome all uh, skill levels of pilots and, um, you know, so there's so many things that I can just go on and on and on and on. Um, you know, another thing we have is a screenshot contest. I'm not sure if you, if, if we've talked about this yet, um, where again, the winner gets certain number of points, uh, their screenshot being blasted on socials. They get a special, uh, lucky pilot role and all kinds of things like that. All of that. If you're really, really lucky, you can get a crash of desktop King role. <laughs> yeah. I think you've, you've held that role for a while. <laughs> hey, yo. Um, you know, and 
So these are the things that we we talk about, uh, you know, putting into into play uh, to keep things fresh, to continuously innovate. Uh, we have a, a very cool feature, actually. Well, two 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 things there. It's the support center and the um, idea box. Okay, they kind of work together. And essentially, what that is is we solicit feedback from our members, right? So there are eighteen hundred people. Uh, every person wants something different from the club. Some come to f- just strictly fly. Others may need some help. Another group is in, into um, the flight school. There are some folks who maybe are m- much less experienced. They, they want to just hang out and have social events, which we have, like the trivia night and the town hall. And we provide all those you know, types of things. And we, uh, through those systems I mentioned, support center and the idea box, we solicit feedback from our member base. And, and then we implement those types of things. So as I've mentioned in the beginning, how, you know, the, the pilot club is, is your club, really. It's the members club. They're the driving force behind the decisions that are being made, which direction to take the club. Now, part of my job here in the club is kind of steer it in a, in a general direction, right? I, I know where I want us to be uh, positioned within the flight sim community, but all the other extra things and, and specific innovations and things uh, is really driven by the members. And if I may, uh, again, the developers team that we have has implemented, uh, they've implemented an absolutely fantastic system with the custom bot that provides you weather for airports, charts for airports. All of this is command uh, run type of things uh, for members. So if you're flying a certain flight, not necessarily a group flight, you jump in the server very easily, very quickly. You can get the weather, you can get the charts. Um, for the airport, you can get uh, a bunch of other automation that's uh, provided by the custom bot and the developers team. They put that together for us. They've asked our community, the, the pilot club community, hey, what do you guys need uh, the the uh, automation to do in the club? And we can do that for you. And they did uh, those types of things. You know, uh, we, we have certain uh, things that the bot the, the bot does uh, when people join uh, achieve certain roles they they send certain congratulations and kind of keep people engaged uh, they 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 send certain messages and stuff like that we we have uh, another engagement technique that people absolutely or a feature I should say that people love is our uh, daily aviation quiz if if you've not taken that. Uh, please do join and take it every day about nine o'clock in the morning Eastern time. There's a new aviation quiz question that comes out um, that you know you you answer, and then the next day you'll see if you got it wrong or right, and then you'll get the next question. And we have a, a database of about I, I want to say 600 questions right now. It primarily covers the PPL stuff, but we're going to add the uh, instrument rating questions and and all the other. Uh, um, types of questions uh, related to aviation as well as some trivia questions. So we, we're constantly adding things to that. But that's a great feature for people to, again, we talked about blurring the line between, you know, uh, real world and the flight sim and, and virtual uh, flying world. And, and those, are, those are the types of things that really flight sim pilots should know. You know, you should know how... Um, 
example. I don't know what's a good example. What the forces of flight are, or what how the uh, what kind of requirements you have for certain types of flights, as far as uh, you know, VFR. Well, I heard flight. forces of flight. It was like go up, go down, go faster, go slower. Right. <laughs> I I think I think so. I think it's something like that uh, in, in simplified terms, but uh, a very cool feature, you know, and. Um, I mean, the list goes on and on and on, and all of this was, you know, implemented, and a lot of it is still in development, um, you know, trying to get folks engaged, and again, creating a community that is friendly. You know, if you look at our, you know, on our, web, on our website, it, it tells you right there what we're about. We're a friendly, thriving flight sim community, uh, friendly being the keyword. There's no judgment. We're all friends. A lot of people, I can tell you this, made friendships um, in the club. And what I found myself when I started this, if you remember, I mentioned the, the, the gentleman that needed some help in Vets and Facebook uh, group, um, you know, about flying on, you know, his first flight on Vatsim. What started with that really developed into... Um, a a friendly and engaging community of of friends you know where where people fly together and it's fun you know you you want to have some i mean if you want to be all serious and stuff yeah and i mean in the real world you do what you do with aviation obviously uh there there are implications of doing things the way you do because your your life is on the line or other people's life is on the line but in the flight sim you want to balance that with some fun, you know, have, being a part of that community, belonging to an organization that supports you, belonging to an organization that provides these things for you to enjoy the hobby. And I found, and that once again, that's why I like flying these group flights is, I, and I, JT, I think I've mentioned this last time we talked, uh, is I love flying with friends. I love flying these group flights like the Sky Blue Radio Thursday fly-in uh, because... It's a group of people that you know, that you've been talking with, that are who are supportive, uh, who can answer your questions if you're in a pickle. Uh, maybe you'll answer their questions and all those types of things that that you know that that come with that. Um, it's well, just more fun. What was that word you said? Pickle. <laughs> I like yeah, you pickles. Get, pickles are good. You get in the pickle. I, like I mean, pickles. you guys have been there. You you get in the pickle. You're like, well, what's what am I supposed to do here? I, let me well, give you, you know an what example. you you were saying. Yeah. That it's it's really good flying with friends that I really enjoy. And, that, and to bring, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I'm just yeah. saying that it was, for example, last night we've had really good events and we've had events where we could learn a few things, right? But yeah. the whole point about it is that we can have some fun with friends and we can fly with other people that have similar interests. And you were talking before about having questions answered, and I'd really like to have a few questions answered, if that's okay. Do you mind if I uh, ask? Uh, do you mind if I ask JT a couple of questions? I love it, JT. We're gonna flip the script on you. This oh, is yeah. the, the, pilot, the pilot club show, and we're gonna interview JT now. Yeah. Before we do that, let me do a quick station ID here. By this time, you should have adjusted the volume to a comfortable listening level. All of the people listening should be seated approximately six to eight feet from the speaker. Do not, do not readjust. SkyBlueRadio.com. Yeah, we're all that in a bag of chips. JT here. Sky Blue Radio sounds great at any altitude about half past the hour. We're uh, talking with Rich, Serge, and Paul from the Pilot Club. Be sure to check them out. PilotClub.org. 
Go All ahead. Right, you guys so had some JT, questions for me, reportedly. We do. So we've we've listened to Serge expound extemporaneously for <laughs> eons now. We've been listening to Serge for a while. A that's lot, for sure. There's a, really lot, there's a lot of good stuff to learn, and it's and it's really good to get that out there. I have a question for you, JT, though. Uh, just lightly first. Um, can we get a poll on your thing for Captain Crunch's greatest mashups because and put them in a playlist? Because that would be really awesome because he has some really, really good mashups. And I think a lot of people would really enjoy having like a playlist of all of them. Do so you think that's something that we can, uh, something we can get? Captain Crunch is probably the master of mashups, man. Every every Thursday night, he just he just rocks it and it's really cool because we're flying at the same time of course and i think there's been three or four times that he's really stumped me with uh if you could take megadeth and mash it with abba and make it work i mean that he could do that yeah he can yeah he's he's the master that's for sure (laughs) so if we can get a poll of his greatest ones and then put those all in a playlist that'd be pretty cool yeah good idea so one thing i've wondered um so Sky Blue Radio and Batson, they've both been around for quite a bit of long time. Yeah. And in the Absent community, in some cases, you guys have outlived the current software, sim software that, that people are playing at the time. What do you think are some of the good and not so good things that you know, you've seen evolve in the community, in the Batson community and the Absent community in general, uh, both in the community itself and in the software? Wow. Well, let's see here. Hold on. Let me grab something to drink here. Okay. Uh, put my feet up. Smack him uh, with that hammer. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. You know, um, any person's contribution to uh, flight sim or uh, vat sim or whatever, any any contributions is a good one. That that's for sure. Now, um, I'm kind of old school, so I like to keep it simple. Um, I've always been a fan of. Uh, Joel DeYoung's, uh, well, originally it was called Squawk Box. Now it's called uh, V Pilot by uh, Rob yeah. up there yeah, in Boston. Yeah. And yeah, uh, I think it's pretty much the standard for MSF. Yeah, it, it, it pretty much is. And I really haven't got too much into any of the other pilot clients since I've really been stuck on those. So, uh, like I said, I'm kind of old school and simple. And for me, that's been the simplest now for air traffic control uh you know i've done that for a number of years and uh i don't do it very often anymore but uh mike evans came out with a program called asrc advanced simulated radar uh, client i loved it uh mike is a software guy by trade and uh that's kind of uh, the the software that started uh, to go into VRC, the virtual radar client. And I've really only used virtual radar client, again, because I'm kind of old school. I like simple, and I couldn't really get into some of the other ATC uh, clients at that point. So, yeah. So then, oh yeah. So going along with what you were saying, V Pilot is a really cool thing, and I think that's probably what a lot of pilots yeah, are most. Yeah, think you're with. right. And I think one of the biggest step ups that we've seen in V Pilot is velocity, having that sort of like real time thing. Now that spy, 
you know, if you if for some of the people that are familiar with that, usually it has a couple second delay. But for example, if you're looking on little nav map, which a, a lot of people use, um, you can actually see in real time how people are moving. And, and that only started happening with velocity. And that was a function of uh, vPilot. So there's a lot of cool folks that are doing a lot of cool things, like good things with uh, with vPilot and things. What are some of the not so good things that you think has happened in your um, watch, so to speak? Over, over the time like what do you think could be done better uh you know i started with vatsim well back in the old days it was called satco and uh that was about 22 23 24 years ago i think i can't remember but uh that's kind of where i started and uh when vatsim was Born, so to speak, uh, I was very excited, and unfortunately, uh, as VatSim started, it didn't. It it had bumps. It had its bumps, and uh, unfortunately, I was kind of a casualty of that. But whatever. Uh, I tell you what. Uh, recently, in the last five, eight years. Uh, there's a lot of rules that have been uh, kind of put into play and i just you know it just uh sometimes it rungs it rubs people wrong and it's just because there's so many uh so much control and uh you have to do this to do that stuff like that and that's just something i'm not a fan of uh so that that's kind of that's kind of where i'm at with that you know right because sometimes when you have rules just for the sake of rules. It becomes burdensome, and it takes the enjoyment out of it. I can understand right. that when there's rules for the sake of realism, that that makes sense, right? And that, and and things like that will evolve. And when it comes down to it, people that uh, of our age, so to speak, oh, oh to, our well, age. I, well, yeah, I was trying to be nice. <laughs> uh huh. But, but when you have season, the younger folk. Yeah. So when you have the younger crew that are there, you go people that are being trained now, they have to undergo some some growing pains. And that's what I kind of attribute some of what you're talking about to is growing pains. Right. Because anything that's going to progress and have a positive impact is going to have to have a few little bumps along the way. And anybody that's experienced raising kids knows this is that sometimes the frustration has to do with how you react to things rather than how the situation actually is so i think that some of the younger people that are, are controlling now they have a lot to learn but they can also bring a fresher perspective and sometimes it's incumbent on us the older folks that are old and crusty and have been around right. forever and that's the way it's always been that's the way we've always done it well, well you know what? You that, know what? that's true too Right. Sometimes yeah. the, the kids need to speak up and they sometimes we need to listen to them. And that's the better part of wisdom. While the kids are, you know, they're full bore ahead and, you know, at, a, at a, every 10 ideas I have, maybe only two of them are good. But those two are pretty good, you know, and that's where the wisdom of our years can help filter them and say, like, hey, you know what? That that, that actually kind of works. Let, let's explore that a little bit. So. Going along with some of like the newer crowd and, and, and some of the things that they've gone to, I had another question that I wanted to ask you, which is with the advanced hardware capability of today's gaming consoles, right? Like the new Xboxes and the new PlayStations, can platforms like 
Microsoft Flight Simulator or the new X-Plane 12 when it comes out? Can it bridge the gap between what we call the simulation and gaming? And what do you think your audience can chime in and say, like, what's 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 Batsim's refusal to support with the Xbox? I mean, is, is it a is it a hardware thing or is it just a, a refusal and standing the line of like we're just not going to support consoles and i'm not going to throw you on the spot i'm just saying i'm, I'm just asking what your opinion is no that's a good question but i'll tell you there's no such thing as a game when it comes to flight sim uh it's always a simulation right well we'd like to think so um and we would hope so especially on a network where you have so many people dedicating so many hours to getting qualified and training yep. and volunteering their time. That is true. Convers- yeah, we had a conversation just now with the folks out in the Oakland Ar- uh, Arctic, and we were saying, like, look, we understand you guys put a lot of time into getting qualified. Right? Mm-hmm. It's not just like, hey, you click a couple of radio buttons on a web page, and you know, you get your you get your ATC cert. I mean, these guys got to like do a lot of training before yeah. they're just turned loose to say go. So. These guys, I can see where the common, I don't want to say folk, but the people that are playing on like, you know, Xbox and consoles, they might not have the investment in time and mm-hmm. training or may not have a bit, have, may not have it available to them, right? So right. if we want to do a group plate and we want to train, we're going to do VFR departure procedures from a Class C airport tonight, right? And the way that we can do that is to have a towered airport. And one of the fundamental components of that training is going to be talking to a tower, being comfortable talking to a tower, pushing that push to talk key and being confident in what you're saying, being clear, concise, and having the phraseology correct, right? Those are clear. Those are components that, that are essential in training uh, a competent pilot. Well, the Xbox guys don't have access to that because they can't talk to a tower, right? So are we... Are they in the gaming realm then? Are they in the sim realm then? Because they're just talking with that really, you know, crappy flights MSFS ATC that's on board, you know, which is nothing. Can I you offer know, my perspective uh, if if uh, JT allows? Sure, if you don't take forty five minutes. <laughs> no, just I'll be kidding, very brother. quick and concise. I'll be very quick and concise. Um. I just I, I want to kind of reflect on uh, Rich's question. I think is very relevant to to what we're facing here with, and I think we've seen this with the um, advancement in flight simulation technology. And every time a new simulation comes out, there's a wave of new folks who join it. And certainly with the Microsoft Flight Simulator uh, having a dual platform capability, uh, what we've seen in the community is and then flux of very green, inexperienced uh, flight sim enthusiasts uh, who are, some, you know, some are gamers. Let, let's be honest, right? And and the the the, the sim, and we we call it the sim, uh, but the software itself is what you want it to be. And for those who want it to be a game, they they use it as a game. And I think, and that's you know, and that's fine. That and that is their prerogative. Um, the 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 bridging of the two is this is the time where it happens. Like this is the era where it's possible because with with both with the sim being both on the PC and the console, um, you know that line gets blurred. So those who are more serious about the flight simulation but are on ca- uh, console 
are able to do that as well, minus the, the VAT sim. Actually, the, uh, the uh, answer that was, I think, provided about the decision of VAT sim not to support Xbox platform was related to a security, um, a technical security thing set up with, with the um, Xbox platform. Um, at least that was the, the, the party answer. But uh, what, I, what I'm very excited about is the opportunity to have all these new guys come in. You know, we do have some guys on Xbox in the club. You know, they can do group flights with us uh, because, again, all our, our group flights are on VATSIM. But they can ask some aviation questions and have some discussion and stuff like that. And it's a small number. But um, we have an influx of these folks that are breathing new life into the flight sim community. And uh, as far as the pilot club goes, that's where we come in. And, and I always drew a line uh, as follows. Those who want to learn, we have the opportunity for them to learn and, and, and get into flight simulation and more than gaming. And those who don't want to learn, those are the, the sort of the issues that we see on the network. And that's why you saw the, the, the president come out with the pilot competency uh, post. That's why there's a new uh, set of rules that's been uh, published just recently on VATSIM to, to uh, prohibit those uh, behaviors and things. Because once again, those who want to learn, this is where I draw the line, those who want to learn, they belong to the network we will help them. We will. We should treat them well. We should not berate them. We should not um, judge them, because there is a desire to learn. We all started somewhere, right? Um, going back to going back to what you're saying, sir. Yeah, is that that's one of the bad things? Not bad. One of the negative things that's prevalent in today's uh, situation is that you have people that are willing to learn, like you're talking about. We are willing to help them. And yeah. we want to work with them. We want we want to make them the best versions of themselves. Like 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 we've like you've helped me. But you, today's society, you have trolls, right? It's a, it's a it's a thing that you have to deal with. Yeah. And unfortunately, you're gonna have that now. And I think that's what we were talking about for before. That's one of the things that you didn't have in the early days because the technology didn't support things like that. You couldn't just spam, you know, a thousand messages of dumbness into a discord server but you could do that nowadays. Yeah. you can go into vatson now and you can uh, act a fool but before nobody knew what vatson was or what, i don't forget what you called it jt but it was a different format but it eventually evolved into vatson so now it's almost like you have to have uh coping strategies to deal with the the, the distractions and the things like yeah that. it's called satco right that's, that's what it was before simulated uh air traffic control something like that but, but you know what, the, the way I think about this, uh, again, I mean, VATSIM is a, uh, an organization that, I mean, anybody can join. Uh, I always thought about it as, let's say you want to play a sport, like you want to play football. Let's say you want to play American football. Well, in order for you to play American football, you have to know the rules of American football, and then, and then you have to abide by those rules in order to participate in games. Um, so my analogy, right, like is that the, there is a line of being overly, um, 
what that's where I'm trying I'm trying to find um, there, there's a fine line to where you want to be welcoming and that's the dilemma that Vatsim has been facing the last few years really is you want to grow the network and by the way the numbers uh, if you look at uh, user base for for Vatsim has been skyrocketing the last couple of years. I mean, obviously, part in part because of uh, Flight Simulator 2020 release, um, but but not limiting to the to the fact where you you're cutting off a lot of people. So that's where the challenge has been. And I offer this to uh, Sky Blue Radio listeners that the pi- the Pilot Club is the solution in these situations. It only again, only for those who want to learn, and and there are a lot of them. And those who don't want to learn, who want to just come in and act the fool, well, there should be a, proce- a process and procedure for to weed those folks out because they are not bringing anything va- of value to the to the uh, flight sim community, and you know they're not getting anything out of the flight sim community other than trolling or you know whatever self-serving purpose that they have in those types of things so my my uh line is drawn right there you know those who want to learn we got you i mean absolutely people start somewhere everybody had their first flight on vatsim and i guarantee you it did not go well well maybe paul's first flight on vatsim was perfect but everybody else's you had <laughs> issues you had questions we're here to help with that and get people the the right way into VATSIM um, to where you're doing the right things, you're making the right calls, you know the rules, you're still having a lot of fun. Again, we're not here, this is not a, you know, it, it is about fun, right? We, we want to have fun, and that's why, JT, I think you've mentioned how much fun you have flying these flights of uh, Sky Blue Radio yep. Pilot Club flights on Thursdays, right. because it's, it's fun. It's fun, but you know what? You're, we're doing the right things. Uh, we're answering calls. We're, um, you know, we're not doing crazy, stupid things you're not supposed to do on VATSIM. You know, we're we're not calling Mayday, 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 and doing all kinds of weird. Yeah, that stuff mean, just uh, stupid, you know. Yeah, I mean, and, I and, you know, and that comes to, with, with the mentality. It's online, and as Serge is saying, if you have the right mentality, it doesn't matter yeah. if you don't know ignorance. We can solve. Right. Yeah. Stupidity and arrogance. We can't. So it's it's if you come to the pilot club or any other VATSIM community and you come with an honest question, you come with an honest mentality and you come with a willingness to learn and you don't bring your prejudices with you, then we are more than welcoming arms wide open and we will help to the greatest degree. We got a lot of folks like Serge was saying, we got like a hundred something odd ATC controllers, real world pilots. We have VATSIM controllers. We have a whole community willing to just open up their arms at a whole flight school ready to help yeah. you out. But if you're going to come in and act a fool, well, like the army, you know what? We got something for you. Yeah. Can I add something right quick on, on that note, uh, Rich? You, oh, you on, on, on did you, did you say right quick? <laughs> uh, well, I, I don't mean, think uh, you, <laughs> never mind. Yeah, Go that ahead. should not be my, my vocabulary. I, I know um, I, I'm having a great time, uh, you know, <laughs> the program and talking with you guys. Just kidding, buddy. But, I know, I know, uh, but I wanted to to say this. Uh, Rich talked. Rich talked about the the integration and having that uh, having folks uh, uh, access having that access to ATC controllers. Um, we are working together with Houston Arctic right now to put on a webinar. Probably come out next month. Uh, that, Good. Uh, we, we're going to call it uh, behind the radar. 
Okay, and behind the radar is a webinar about the decisions that ATC makes behind the radar, <laughs> behind the screen, that you may not be aware of. Behind the curtain, mm-hmm. so to speak. Behind the curtain, that the pilot may not know uh, and may question the decision-making or the, the end result of those decisions. So we want to, again, as I've mentioned in the beginning, integrate the pilot community with the controller's community. And this is not just our goal. This is this is straight from, I know, Vet USA Division Director uh, uh, Manny, who's now got promoted, congratulations to him, uh, has put out that kind of a goal for the division, at least within Vet USA. Uh, to bridge that gap of understanding between the pilots, the pilot community, and the ATC community. Because at the end of the day, guess what? We're part of the same hobby. We're part of the same uh, flight sim community. And we love aviation and all of the things that we have in common. So we shouldn't be treated as two separate groups. We should be treated as one entity that's intertwined, integrated, very well-oiled, uh, machine that understands each side understands how the other side works but and we're like back, the yin and yang right yeah, the, the yin and yang it, it should work and well and if you think about this right we, we've discussed this in the past if there was no pilots there would be no vat sim and vice versa if there was no vat sim there wouldn't be any pilots flying on the i mean you, you, right. you need both the controllers and, and the pilots and going along with that, I gotta, I gotta give a shout out, man. Those guys at Houston, we flew into Baton Rouge uh, two weeks ago. Yeah. Man, they got their stuff together. They are really good. They are awesome. And the one, I think the one, I forgot what his name was, but the one approach controller, I think he's a a, a real world approach controller yeah. for for uh, either Heathrow or Gatwick, I think. But yeah, man, this guy's got his stuff together, and it was like, man, when you have a, a, a the 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 controllers that are feeding you, and you get the you got the, the the pilots that are responding in kind, and everything's yeah. clicking. You get into this flow. That's yeah. when it clicks. That's when you're like, man, that's, that's why fun. we do this. Yeah, that's fun, right? Like you're having such a good time. Uh, you know, when like you said, when you hear everything's working smoothly and and really nice, and people are responding and doing what they're supposed to do. There's no uh, whatever poop show folks who want to just do crazy crazy things. It is a different level of enjoyment. I it's almost like a, a certain level of high where you get where you finish that flight and you're like, you know what, this was awesome. And I know JT and I discussed one of the flights in the past. We did probably the one not this week, last week was really good. We've we've had some others and and, and you know you, you and everything goes well and the controllers are on it and it's just amazing. Let me do a couple of plugs right quick if I if I may. Just we were talking about controllers and I'll get back uh, to the Houston thing, the uh, uh, what do you call it, the um, webinar. But we do have partner Artix, and those that we've partnered with, uh, we have a very good and and uh, working relationship with because for our group flights we do get coverage atc coverage again this is something we do for club members to really bring the best possible club experience uh but let me just mention cleveland uh, atlanta we have seattle we have uh houston we have new york and those are our major um artics that are our partners and we welcome any artic that would like to partner partner up with us and uh, you know, do things with us, and we have their controllers, and we have our pilots 
you know, come and visit their Arctics and uh, their uh, Discord servers and stuff like this. A very beneficial relationship. But back to Houston right quick. Uh, so Houston Arctic and, and the um, Pilot Club is going gonna, is gonna to put together this webinar. And I'll give you a couple of examples. Uh, do you guys know, I mean, it's rhetorical, but do you guys know why you may get a reroute on your IFR uh, filed clearance? I don't right. know, Serge. Why don't you tell us? Well, yeah. I will not tell yeah. you this. You're going to have to watch the webinar. But that's one of the questions. And a lot of pilots get upset about, you know, well, I spent all this time. I went into uh, Sim Brief and I got the real world r- route and I filed it. And here you are coming back and telling me that there's an amendment to, to my route and I should be ready to copy. Why? Why is that? You know? Well, yeah, the, because they, because they get they got to realize that in real life there's these things called weather, right? And multiple factors and wind, yeah, and yeah, you know, they're... event traffic, and <clears throat> there's there's a gazillion other factors that you're talking to and alluding to, and that's what I think it's really cool to check out a webinar like that because and and we'll see why yeah. the, the decisions are made. So I think yeah, like what you're alluding to, it's a really good cool thing. Yeah, and that's uh, that's I mean that's just one of the questions or why you get certain runways. You know, we get into this idea of kind of the uh, you know looking at the wind and saying, well, this is the best runway for this airport based on the wind. Well, guess what? ATC is going to look at five different other factors that go into that, uh, and yep. they're going to maybe decide that no, that's not the runway you're going to land. You're going to yeah, land. They're going to say this. something. Yeah, they're going to say something like, oh, yeah, your prevailing wind is on a 7,000-foot runway. We've got three A380s coming in that are bringing in $12 million of revenue. So, um, yeah, we're going to land on this 12,000-foot runway. Yep, so different things like this. So just I wanted to mention, be on the lookout lookout for, for that webinar probably next month. Uh, again, we, we are working together with Houston Arctic on that and probably the Flight Simulation Network or, I'm sorry, Flight Simulation Association, also our partners, um, to see if we can do some uh, syndicated streams on uh, on that webinar. And that's uh, that's one of the things that we're kind of working, um, you know, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, in the near future, provide some some things to help again bridge the gap of understanding between the pilots uh, and the controllers. And we'll love both communities. Uh, if you come to our discord and you look at some of our interactions, now we, we do have a separate ATC channel where apparently controllers have a, uh, very unique sense of humor and, and only they understand it. So they, they have their own channel where only they can joke and, you know, the pilots probably wouldn't understand those jokes. Um, but they do intermingle with, uh, with the general population, with the pilots in the club and some of these interactions are amazing, and they're they're uh, uh, fantastic. You know, you see that kind of integration, and it it really makes the pilots better. It also helps. Let's flip the script a second. It also helps the controllers because sometimes controllers, you know, they're not behind the yoke or a side stick. They may not necessarily understand that they've just asked you to do four different things that two people are supposed to do. Now one person. Is, is going to try to do this very quickly, uh, you know, change the altitude, change the heading, change the speed, uh, intercept the localizer, all within one minute. Uh, you know, so we, we do get that perspective as well that that is given back to um, to the to the ATC community. But I, I would say overall, you know, having both groups in the club is is tremendous. Uh, and it really, and, 
it really is and going along with that i mean just going along with some of the people that uh, i've dealt with houston who's doing the webinar and mm -hmm. the, like the the event coordinator mike laroche he's he's helped us out immensely and we don't want to just limit it to just the support that he's given but all the other artcs that we've been dealing with in in for, for example just in, in the past recent uh fly in thursday events that we've been doing we're doing chris pearson in minneapolis he's been awesome in houston again like we're talking about the webinar mike laroche out in oakland yep. we have um mike buncey uh, i can't pronounce his name but mike out in uh ben chavenga i'm sorry i gave him a shout out you know memphis we're dealing with uh colton and uh the, the guys in denver we've been dealing with uh rich snell out in um uh, Indianapolis, and along with our own our own TPC member Stephen, who's uh, controlling him, we give him a shout out. And yeah, so uh, Cameron uh, in Boston, Bobby in Albuquerque, and Umar in New York, we'd like to give you guys a shout out for helping support us all. And now I'd like to turn it back over to JT so we can wrap it up. You say you say Umar Umar in New York, yeah, he's awesome. He's awesome. All the guys are awesome. We 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 love our ATC partners, and they've been. Uh, tremendous for us so that partnership works in favor i mean once again it's a win-win for both communities let me ask you this what was your favorite destination with uh thursday night fly-ins what was your favorite place that we went we've gone to so far me i i have to be a toss-up there's two uh uh one is kisp uh, and we had that was uh, probably the second week we were doing this, and it was just a phenomenal yeah. arrival. It was really cool. And and also two weeks ago we went into Baton Rouge, and it was just really really on spot. Yeah, uh, thirty five arrivals, and they were and ATC was just on it. TPC was on it. Uh, everybody else that was flying was on it. So that was that was one of those ones where I was like, man, that was really cool to be there. And but that's not spares all the other events where it didn't go so smoothly because for every awesome event that we had. That same Arctic probably had five or six beforehand where they had to learn the lessons to be that good. That's so, true. Exactly. So I, I, for everyone that's not the pinnacle of it, they may be the next one. So always what do you think, Paul? Uh, I think Paul fell asleep listening to Rick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, let me see here. I would have to say uh, probably when we flew into Providence since it's my hometown. Yeah. What about well, Hudson? Rhode Island's uh, gorgeous, that's for sure. We've had so many that it, it's so hard to choose from, you know, because uh, we've had such, you know, solid uh, experiences in, in the club. For me, uh, as far as Sky Blue Radio Thursday flying, I think one of the first ones, which was to New York, somewhere in New York. Yeah, um, right. Yeah, that was that was uh, awesome. Uh, and we had maybe, I think it was 60 or 70 arrivals into a single um was it a single uh, runway airport? Yeah, it was like I Newark or something like that wasn't it was it it was i know it was in new york somewhere upstate or something i don't know oh, what a blast it was amazing and that those controllers handled it like a boss absolutely and it was a lot of fun but uh also some of the other flights we do like sunday fun day those are always fun and they're kind of a little bit less pressure um and we that those obviously have departure and destination and I do like doing those as well. Uh, and I know, like, Paul does GA stuff all the time. And, you know, if I may, I'm scared of GA a little bit, right? Because I'm just less comfortable with it. But every time That's I do Kodiak, it... the Kodiak, man. Don't be... Oh, I love the Kodiak. Yeah, Kodiak right. is, is awesome. 
Uh, it's a great plane. <laughs> but every time, every time I do GA after, I'm like, oh my god, this was awesome. This was such a different experience from flying an airliner, uh, where you're low and slow. You see the scenery, uh, you see the guys, you see all the other guys, you know, fairly close to you. I mean, not that close, but you see them. You're flying in. You're doing this thing. You, you're involved in the in the process, right? Versus like I fly the 320, and I flew 319 for a decade before that. Um, you know, it's not a, as much kind of involvement in that in those types of things. And I still love it. I mean, I love the automation. I love the cruise uh, and all the different phases. But with GA, you get something different from it. And again, it's a little scary. But once you do it, and then afterwards, I was like, man, I really loved it. Yeah. And a big, big thanks to Paul for putting that program together for us for the club. Yep. Well, you know, it's 58 past, guys. It's time to call it a night. And I certainly appreciate you being here. I, I, I have a really good time when you guys come on. So let's, let's do this in the future, that's for sure, okay? It's amazing. Absolutely. Thanks for having us on, JT. We sure. appreciate it. And for all the guys that are out there in Sky Blue Radio Land, thank you so much for joining us and come on out for Flying Thursday. Absolutely. Check them out, folks. Pilotclub.org. That's the place to go. An incredible group of individuals. And uh, we'll see you next time. Sky Blue Radio sounds great at any altitude.